You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, Clancy, you remember how when we used to drive to work? Uh, when we used to what to wear? And we would just put on a podcast or a book and learn something passively while doing something else like driving. Is that why people listen to us to learn? Oh, I hope not. No, uh, they should listen to us to laugh. To learn, they should check out Knowable. It's a new app where experts offer audio courses in leadership, business, wellness, and more. Okay, well, this sounds perfect for me. Sometimes I have a hard time reading ad copy, much less entire books. Yeah, and Knowable courses are perfect for that. With fun, 10-minute daily audio lessons from top thinkers, experts, authors, and weekly live discussions, it's perfect for multitasking. So it's like Spotify for personal development? Yeah, that's a solid elevator pitch. Good job. Comprehensive podcast-style audio courses. What are they about? Well, there's a course on improv that the UCB did and another one on launching a startup with a founder of Reddit, uh, Alexis Sohanian. Oh, so I could learn improv while doing chores? Yes, and you could start doing chores. How dare you? Get hundreds of hours of educational content with Knowable's entire library of courses, all ad-free at a special rate of $50 a year for a limited time. But guess what? You can get an extra 20% off for being one of our listeners. Just download the Knowable app and use code NONPLUSSED for 20% off your subscription and tap into the knowledge of 200 experts at the top of their field ad-free. Again, just download the Knowable app and use code NONPLUSSED for 20% off your first subscription. I'll think to that. And one for Mahler. And when we were going into this, I described it kind of like the episode of Bob's Burgers where Tina and that kid are at the mall and he goes on the allergy meds and his friends come back and they make up the whole story about them dating. Yeah. This is like an hour and a half version of that episode. Yes. When you think about it. Mm -hmm. Thanks. That landed like a wet noodle. Um... Another episode of Non Plus to Gay Romp through the Disney Plus Vault. That over there is my husband Clancy. And over there is my husband Josh. And this is Non Plus to Mischief Media Podcast. Happy holidays. And depending on when you're listening, Happy New Year's Eve. Yeah. Happy New Year's. We hope you've gotten enthusiastic consent from someone at a countdown, or maybe you've got plans, or maybe you're just going to kiss your dog or your cat. But also get enthusiastic consent from them. Don't get try enthusiastic. To do that. Yeah, don't. No, because anyone. otherwise, uh, if you get, you could get um, enthusiastic non-consent, like Clancy likes to get from Martini uh, whenever he wants to put her too close to the Christmas tree. This is true. We've taken the uh, the the terror down, which was a train <laughs> that rotated around the top of the tree. Um, that Martini thought was the Antichrist. Seriously, she could not handle this rotating Santa. Anyway, we'll, you know what? We eventually we'll put that cute photo of us that once it gets edited up and then we'll put the disaster one of her leaping from your arms. Anyway, yes. point is happy holidays um, over at mischiefmerch.com. Uh, they're on top of it again, folks. If you've just finished Hawkeye like we have, then uh, you might be interested in this Yelena's mac and macaroni and cheese in a pot. Make it spicy with hot sauce sweatshirt <laughs> and similar. Uh, they've got it in multiple colors. In hot sauce color. Yeah. Yeah. This is wild. 
Um, so mischiefmerch.com, like I said, they've got that. They've got a whole bunch of other MCU stuff. Look, if you forgot somebody for your holiday presents, or maybe you got surprised and suddenly you need a gift, and that person in your life just happens to be super nerdy, super geeky, like Clancy mentioned last time, they got gift cards up in here. Yes, they do. And then if you use that code, what's that code, Clancy? Uh, nonplussed. Nonplus ten. Nonplus ten. Make sure you get the ten because uh, you get ten percent off. You get ten percent off the MCU stuff and the nonplus stuff at mischiefmerch.com. All right, Book of Boba Fett. As we're recording, it is launched today. We haven't yes. watched it yet. Yeah, we haven't seen. We're it. rewarding ourselves. We're gonna watch Book of Boba Fett once we get our work done. This is correct. Which is the podcast. Yeah, because we've uh, <laughs> we, we've. Uh, it's been the it's struggle. It's been a bus. nice holiday. We well, have had a relaxed, yes. unclenched holiday. That this is for sure. And, and, and blessedly uh, illness free. We're currently playing is it allergies or is it COVID? But I'm pretty sure it's allergies. It, it, it well, it's because the cedar's back. The cedar's back. The yeah. cedar's back, y'all. Have I bitched about the cedar on this show before? The I feel cedar's like I had to back have. and it's gonna cause some trouble. Hey uh, hey uh, the cedars. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Uh, coming to Disney Plus in the new year, other than our hiatus, which we're probably going to do some Marvel stuff. Yeah. There hasn't been a whole lot of Star Wars stuff for us to talk about, but we could talk about some Marvel, Marvel stuff. Yes. Uh, over the break. Not some Marlboro stuff. Not, no, because we're smoke-free. We are smoke-free. Uh, thank you very much. Um, except sometimes I'm drinking, but I haven't bought a pack of cigarettes in six months. Thank yes. you very much. Um, it's success. It is success. This yes. time last year, like a chimney. This time right now, not so much. Point being... Coming to Disney Plus in January, we've got some highlights. We'll have the link to the full list in the show notes per use. Yes. But you can celebrate New Year's Day with... X-Men First Class. How exciting. You can end your first week of the new year with... Oh, the Sandlot. Absolutely. You can end the following week with... Uh, Eternals. And we highly recommend... This was a great watch. Yeah, Eternals is great. I mean... It is it is definitely a lot of information. There's a lot in this movie, but I think that it's Be absolutely perfect to for, absorb. For Some is. people have said it's a little long. Yeah, I well, can I mean, get that. Just sit back and enjoy because I think it's a full sensory experience. You're I'm making you nervous with this coffee. I'm going to set it back yes. down. But um, there's just so there, it's about the visual. It's about the story. It's about a family. Ugh, couldn't recommend more. Um, January 14th, we have whatever Betty White goes wild is. Oh no. I um uh-oh. But I January 19th very exciting. Uh yeah, we've got the assembled the making of Hawkeye which can't is wait for out. this. Yeah, and as well as The World According to Jeff Goldblum Batch 2 premiere. Yes, and when then we round up the end of the month with The Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. That got a lot of stuff coming in the new year. Buck Wild. It does sound Buck Wild. And just yeah. real quick before we get started, um of course our uh, research is always Wikipedia, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and um, what's the other thing? Box Office Mojo. Yes, that's correct. Um, but because I'm just realizing we haven't said it, but we said we would say it last time, we finished Hawkeye and we saw the Spider-Man. Yes. It has nothing to do with today's movie, but just real quick, uh, the 60 seconds, I'm watching it. Okay. What do you want to say about either of those things? Well, we'll start with Spider-Man. It was a delight, surprise, and absolutely great. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, and I get it, it's definitely a little scary to be absolutely, to be in public especially right, right now. now. Uh, yeah, it. Sh- I mean, hopefully Disney will keep to their forty-five day after window release thing. Maybe that. Right. Yeah. 
Hopefully and all I'm saying happens. is, uh, I think it crossed the billion mark before Omicron started really exploding. Yeah. Um, so fingers crossed. You got to see it totally where, I mean, it's a great story. It is, I will say this, and I feel like this is a non-spoiler review. It is a really solid story about P- Peter trying to help people despite his best interests. Yes. And that is a really good Spider-Man story when that's the core of it, because that's mm-hmm. the core of who Peter Parker is. Um, we've got about 20 more seconds. What about Hawkeye? Uh, Hawkeye was also a delight. I mean, love how it rounded up. Exactly. And, and, and being sort of a Christmas, uh, it felt on it's a Christmas movie. I yeah. mean, it, it's the, it's, it's Marvel Christmas and yes. it's absolutely delightful. It truly was like, I mean, it ends in a Christmas party and that's what the episode six sort of finale. Fi- it was a big old party. Yeah. Both of these films really got the gang back together in a lot of ways. And um, films. Hawkeye wasn't a film. It wasn't. But it was um, television. Highly recommend. Yeah. You can definitely watch all of Hawkeye. If you've been waiting, binge it. You know. Yes, yes, yes. And it's and it's not really. Th- they're not that long. They're about 30 to 40 minutes an episode. Yeah. The so, longest yeah. one will say 50 minutes when you look at it in the thing. But that's like 10 minutes of credits. Yeah. Because for whatever. Yeah. Not for whatever reason. No, no, no. These, we, super quickly. God, we're over time on Hawkeye. But you mentioned that one of the guys who is a set de- de- designer, decorator. Yeah. Used to work on 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. The show, the, the comedy. And they rebuilt a, a facsimile of 30 Rock in Atlanta on the soundstage. And he was. Yeah. They were, gonna, out. they were originally just going to make a quarter, a corner of the ice rink. And then they, they built the whole fucking thing. Yeah, they were just like, well, I, mm, we'll just do the whole thing. So that's what that's yeah. why the credits are 10 minutes long. A lot of really <laughs> hardworking artisans yes. worked during the fucking pandemic, the height of the pandemic. This was one of the first things that came back. Yeah. To bring an amazing fucking show. And we'll probably get a lot of that in the assembled. So like, I'm excited to see that. Yeah. And I, and again, more on that in our hiatus episode, but we wanted to cover off real quickly, just a couple minutes. I mean, I, yeah, we got there in about 90 seconds. Yeah. Um, has nothing to do with this week's movie though. No. What, what movie are we doing this week, Josh? This week we are doing 1995's Sandra Bullock star Turner while you were sleeping released April 21st, 1995 directed by John Turtletob who sounds familiar because it is familiar because he's also the one that did Sorcerer's Apprentice. That's right. We literally just talked. He about also him. did the National Treasure movies yep. as well. So yep. there's a lot. Yeah, we've got a screenplay by Daniel G. Sullivan and Frederick Lebo, and then music by Randy Edelman. Yeah. What more is there to say? That's the creative team. I've got some thoughts, and especially now remembering that this was Turtle Top. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed in some of the directing, but I'll get into it. <laughs> for our cast, as we've already mentioned, Sandra Bullock serves as our narrator slash the character uh, Lucy Eleanor Moderats. Bill Pullman playing a handsome Jack Callahan. Yep. And Peter Gallagher as eyebrows, Peter Callahan. <laughs> uh, Peter Boyle as Ox Callahan. Also known as daddy eyebrows. We've got yeah. Jack Warden as Saul Tuttle. Uh, we've got Glennis John as Elsie. Mrs. Banks from Mary Poppins. We're clearly soldiers in petty coats and dauntless crusaders for women's votes. Though we adore men. We agree that as a group, they're rather stupid. Mrs. Banks. Oh, she's sister suffragette. Yes, 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 yes. And I was so very excited to see her in this film. We've got Nicole Mercurio as Midge Callahan. Jason Bernard as Jerry Wallace. Michael Rispoli as Joe Fusco Jr. Joe Jr. Yeah. 
We've got Allie Walker as Ashley Bartlett Bacon. And finally, Monica Kina as Mary Callahan. All righty. You hadn't seen this. No, this is no, I hadn't seen this. Uh, I saw a a tiny clip of it so that I kind of understood what the idea was. But yeah, wild. But I certainly hadn't seen this in at least 20 years. I wouldn't say it doesn't hold up. It's just a weird. It's weird. I feel like you couldn't make this script today. No, it's creeper territory for a lot of reasons. This script was originally shopped around as the reversal of the genders where it was a man in the booth who saves a woman who saves a woman that then goes into a coma as we will get get into. And that does seem a bit gross. And it's uh, it's good that in 1995 they understand that that was gross. Yeah. And uh, flip the script. Agreed. All right. Let's get into it. Moderats is a lonely fare token collector for the Chicago Transit Authority stationed at the Randolph Wabash Station. She is secretly in love with a handsome commuter named Peter Callahan, although they are complete strangers. On Christmas Day, she rescues him from the oncoming L train after a group of muggers push him onto the tracks. He falls into a coma and she accompanies him to the hospital, where a nurse overhears her musing aloud, I was going to marry him, leading the nurse to tell the family that she is his fiance. At first, Lucy is too caught up in the panic to explain the truth, and she quickly comes to love being a part of Peter's big, loving family. One night, thinking she was alone while visiting Peter, she confesses about her predicament. Peter's godfather, Saul, overhears the truth and later confronts her. It's a lot to unpack. There is a lot to unpack. But but a lot happens in the first act of this movie. It opens with the Match.com anthem that we come to uh come to know nothing gets me into a movie about chicago in the winter yeah like this song when you think about it like sure it's kind of like setting you up for what the movie is ultimately going to get you to but chicago in winter is a bleak and bleary place it it really is and and this song kind of gets all right chicago in winter let's do it this will be an everlasting love well and it was one of those things where like i was watching it as that music was playing and i and i turned to josh and i was like wait, where is this? And then suddenly the, the Chicago Bears stadium pops up. So it was a Wrigley Field. Answered. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just like, oh, okay, this makes sense. And in the opening credits, they're going through a ice skating rink and there's a guy, this becomes a running theme in the B-roll of this movie. Yes. This guy eats it, fucking busts his ass on the ice. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of biffs. I lost my shit and then this is where i was like okay maybe this movie is funnier than i remember and from this point on i was disappointed because i feel like the script is funnier than the, than they're being directed all of these mm. actors could heighten this could turn the dial up just a little bit more and it would be that much funnier yeah and i think would really sell the ending a little bit more because it would be a nice uh, uh, counterbalance. Yeah. Well, cause there's, there's definitely a line of cringe that this sort of, that this sort of follows. Um, and it, it, she's basically a lady stalker. Yeah. And it, and it's a, uh, it's a little bit like, okay. Uh, yeah, sure. I can believe. Okay. Mm, that's a little off. You know what I mean? That's that, that was my sentiment through most of this. 
And we get that weird fourth wall break at the beginning. Okay, there are two things that I remember about my childhood. I just don't remember it being this orange. Where she's being self-referential as if you're watching the film with her. Yeah, she's like, I I don't remember this being orange. Right. (laughs) Is she talking to Peter about what happened? And that's why it's called While You Were Sleeping. But no, she's just talking to you, the audience viewer, member, person. And it's it's an odd moment. Um, I had that Sleeping Beauty book she had as a kid, though. Oh, that's cute. Um, but yeah, to your point, the note that I had was uh, Peter Gallagher is a handsome devil, but this is sad sack Aunt Gail creeptastic kind of behavior yeah. on the part of Lucy. Yeah, for sure. Like, cool, you saved his life, but uh, oof, say something. Yeah. I mean, I get that she gets swept up and everything, and that's the whole. Well, she's thirsty as fuck. She is, and like, and and, uh, and also like, it took me a minute when it w- when there was the narration happening. I was like, is that Sandra Bullock? Because it sounds so young. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> again, nineteen ninety five. It's been almost for thirty years. Ninety five, oh five, fifty. Yeah, it's been almost thirty years. Yeah, we're, for sure. We're uh, three years short of thirty years. Well, I wonder if they'll do a 30th anniversary release of while you were sleeping. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, that was, th- I feel so old. So he gets mugged. The train comes. She gets worried. Why isn't there a protocol? Surely he's not the first person to accidentally end up on the tracks. Yeah. And I guess because she's uh, stupid with love. Yeah. She rushes out and forgets the protocol. But this all seems below board somebody needs to get fined or reprimanded well that and the train that was oncoming seemed like you know in austin powers when like that he there was that one henchman that was standing in front of the roller and the roller was taking forever to come towards him yeah i feel like we've referenced that exact scene multiple times on this show yeah I feel like that's what was happening here. It's like it that was, train surely could have it saw was very and bad. stopped because surely this boss of hers, whose office she only goes into once, every other time she has a conversation with him, it is outside of the office. Yeah, at this hot dog hot dog cart on the bridge at his own house, where his daughter, who is gorgeously dressed, yes, but she is also the other. T- I mean, we'll get there. There's a whole lot of shit happening. There is, but um, but surely there's some degree of protocol. Uh, and then he's got this little cut over his head that causes effectively a week long coma. Yeah, I guess. I mean, maybe he hit that rail just perfect. And like, but even the doctor, when he comes in later, starts talking about how everything's fine. He's just in like a little coma. Right, right, right. What happened? What's going on? He's in a coma. (laughs) On Christmas Day. Jesus. (laughs) His vital signs are strong. His brain waves are good. I think he's going to get through this. Are you a specialist? How did this happen? Um, he was pushed from the platform at the train station. Who's she? She's his fiance. His fiance? Yeah. Peter's fiance? He's just engaged. Yeah. Just a little coma. Just a little mini coma. Just a tiny coma. Just a little comita. Yeah. Just a little. <laughs> you, know, you know, like, you know, it's like sometimes like, you know, after Thanksgiving dinner or something like that, you kind of go into a little coma. For a, a whole coma. week. For yeah. a whole week. Long enough coma. for a stranger to ingratiate themselves into your family uh, ahead of someone named after you. Literally, he says it fucking. Yeah. She's named after breakfast. Ashley Barrett nice Bacon. Story. You know, it was nice. Of course it was nice. Why shouldn't it be nice? Uh, what about that other girl? What's her name? The one he met in the bar? Well, what's that got to do with the price of eggs? 
Ashley Bartlett Bacon. Uh, All I know is she was pretty high and mighty for someone named after breakfast meat. Well, he has a nice girl now. Yeah, that was that line was stood out, and it was just like, oh, that's kind of hilarious. But truly, it, yeah, truly. Um, but again, to the dating of the age of this movie, mm-hmm. Joe Junior, who you would totally fall for. Uh, I, I yeah, I. Mm, see, I mean, here here's the thing. He wouldn't be a great guy for you, but no, you'd no, have no. some it, fun. I, I would have some fun. I know you're mo- tired. And then the moment that it was over and he started talking. The moment he I tried to take you to like, the ice capades. I would probably be like, you know, I'm I'm good. Because look, you love nothing if not a bear who sometimes puts on women's shoes. That's all I'm saying. This is true. I am old enough to know what the ice capades are. You aren't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. What That's that fun. Was. <laughs> That's That was a fun moment for me. What are the ice capades? Oh. That's why my beard is gray. Yeah. So Sandra was like getting ready for Christmas. Um, yes. And, feeding sorry. her cat milk, which you should never do. No, which Dipping is Dipping Oreos awful. in the cat's milk, which is. Also, you shouldn't do. Mind you, Oreos are not actual real chocolate. And uh, I know this because my mom, who is allergic to chocolate, can eat Oreos. <laughs> she was literally putting this tinsel like on the tree. It's the icicle tinsels. Yeah. I used to love those. But like. You can't do that when you have you cats. Really they will can. eat it. They absolutely they will, will die. I'm pretty sure our cat Lucy, who um survived drinking antifreeze, not ours. There was somebody in the neighborhood. It was a whole thing. Um, also once had to have like some of that tinsel surgically removed. Ugh. Um, because cats eat shit like that. And, like dental floss. I'm always concerned Martini's gonna eat my floss. Yeah, but yeah, that's bad cat parentage all around, right there, Sandy. What are you? And she's always in a movie. Where she's doing an inord whenever she's in a rom com, rom com, rom com. When Eva Sandra Bullock is in rom com, yeah, she does physical labor or food joke, um, either one, sometimes both. And in this, oh yeah, like in the net when she was like doing the whole pizza thing, miscongeniality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's just because she's a goofball who likes to eat and is also a klutz. Oh, for sure. There's a really funny interview. She was on the Kelly Clarkson show, and she was supposed to be promoting her new movie and basically they're just making fun of each other the whole time i'd watch anything you're in what's well, it's already on <laughs> i would watch all your things <laughs> that's it i'm just that's big, it thank you for that's coming. it thank you for yeah. coming um look at them i don't know if i'm supposed to <laughs> they're like it's awkward it was the same for that like the help help the globalings you're like no <laughs> i don't know what to do so with wait, my hands so wait but speaking you said you don't like doing furniture and stuff like that DJ? but do you like dj <laughs> My friends, you are. The things that keep coming out. With your friends are whores as well. Yes. Um, And Kelly Clarkson can't stop laughing about it. Kelly Clarkson! Um, Jesus. They come back into that room and she gets swept up into all of this because of this nosy nurse Mm -hmm. um, who can't mind her own GD business. But Saul, was it Saul? No, it was Ox, I think. No, it was Saul. It absolutely was Saul. Yeah. When Elsie comes in saying, oh, you know, I, I, I would follow. I can fall asleep anywhere. And so I was like, you know, she can. Did Saul just out her as like a former sex worker? Oh, we didn't know you were here. Hi. Uh, were you here all night? 
Yeah, you like me. I could always sleep anywhere. <laughs> and believe me, she has. <laughs> Way to go, Brick. Yeah, that what was that was such a here. That was such a line. And then we learn later that Saul isn't even family. Like, how dare you? What are you insinuating about Miss El- Mama Elsie over here? Yeah. Goodness. It was kind of odd. I don't know. It was, it was I, again. I think it needed to be camped up just a little bit. A little bit more. I think it needed to be heightened to the level of a meet the parents kind of rom com, where everything's just a little bit crisper. These folks are doing a great job playing comedy as very grounded, and maybe that's what was the thing sure. in the '90s. But this isn't even as big as Mrs. Doubtfire in terms of execution, and it could be. You don't have Robin Williams here, but it could be that level of funny because it's that kind of mistaken identities somebody's got a secret comedy well, and that we've been doing for 400 years and it starts to drag in the middle of it a little bit it too really does. because there's there's a degree of like because they need to convince you that these two people could fall in love in a week and i was just like oh, okay i get it but like why wasn't jack introduced in 30 minutes ago like this is it's just odd that they pull him in it's when clunky. they do and then and then it's and then it's then it's like oh maybe jack knows maybe jack doesn't know uh now they're falling in love but oh now we're back to maybe jack knows maybe he doesn't know and it's just it's it's jack on it's jack off it's jack on it's jack off yeah i mean uh bill paxton could it was a masturbation joke. i got it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah saul is like her outsider yeah kind of serves as a fatherly figure but then we also have her boss like we mentioned who does the same and you would never know her boss except it's only in the dialogue yeah, it, it's just such a, it's a weird, it's this weird relationship between her boss. Uh, she has split father figures. Her parents are dead. Yes. One of these characters should be a woman, in my opinion, because that's what, that's the dynamic she's trying to mirror here. Hey, the boss gives the worst fucking advice uh, about the whole thing. B- basically Bo- consistently. saying. Consistently. And, and First, it's like lie to him. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, uh, when, when I told my. And the grandma. She's got this heart thing, and if I tell her the truth, she's gonna have a heart attack, and she's gonna die, and it's gonna be on my head. Well, then go along with it. And when Peter comes out of the coma, the family will be so happy they won't care that you lied to them. They'll probably even thank you for it. Just mustard. Okay, what if he doesn't come out of his coma? Well, then who's to know? I don't know. Ah, no, no. Oh. Lucy. When my mother found out I was getting married to my wife, her intestines exploded. Now you tell them now, you might as well shoot grandma. What kind of advice is that? Like, I'm sorry, you you are effectively saying lie to them. And then he starts chastising her later when she goes through with it. Yeah. And literally she's lying to everyone at this point. And like she figures it out with the nurse, but then one of his law firm guys shows up literally just to give her a piece of information about a pencil and a testicle. Dalton Clark, colleague of Peter's at Luba Parker Jacobson Fink. I have to go now. Oh, he's a great guy. He's had a tough year. Knew what with the accident last month and all. Accident? Well, of course it was an accident. I mean, it wasn't my... Did he tell you it was my fault? We're playing basketball, all right? I carry a pencil. I'm a lawyer. I do that. Okay. Jesus. What the fuck was that? Like, that was such a weird break. It's it's just to set up this other thing later that we're going to get to. Sure, but again, it was like, it took me out of it a bit. The dialogue is more slapstick than the directing is. It is. Like, Like, if this were a radio play... It would be funny as fuck. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But it's this. It, it is this. With no family and few friends, Lucy becomes so captivated with the quirky Callahans and their acceptance that she cannot bring herself to hurt them by revealing the truth. She spends a belated Christmas with them and then meets Peter's younger brother, Jack, who is supposed to take over his father's furniture business. He is suspicious of Lucy at first, but they develop a close friendship and soon fall in love after spending time together. Within the course of a week, yeah, they're and, doing so much work to make this, us forget that this happens this between was, Christmas and New Year's. And this was maybe 20 minutes of screen time. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like this was they spent so much time, but yet it's not that much time because it is just a, a week in real time. Yes. After they leave the hospital, she comes over to their family, to their family Christmas party because I'm sorry. I think she's the fiance, the family Christmas party. And some not, of them have gifts, but not any of them are at the hospital staying next to their, their son. Who's in everything's a coma. fine. He's just in a coma. Sure. Doc. Uh, so let's go home and party. So grandma Elsie can get twisted off her knob again. Exactly. Oh yeah. I love it. Uh, oh, excuse me. I don't drink anymore. Oh, I, I don't drink any less. I don't. <laughs> the family is just way too much, but also not enough. Yeah, well, and it's it's one of those things like everyone's too intrusive. At eleven, and then suddenly everybody's like, but everybody's okay. Because again, it's like, Glennis Johns, it's Peter Boyle. These people can do this. Yeah. We've seen Bill Pullman do goofy comedy. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. And also, there's a lot of people in this that are just letting this happen. Yes, the nurse. All of these people that are just enabling Lucy to continue this the sham and dig this hole for her is not going to end well. No, well, like, you know what else I don't think will end well is when Mary gets her ears pierced at Walmart. <laughs> oh, look at this. Open it. What is that? Turn them over. Pierced? Mm -hmm. Really? Oh, we'll go to Walmart on Monday. <laughs> Don't thank me. If it was up to me, I would have gotten you a barbecue. Oh, oh my that, She was yeah. so excited. Uh, Jack shows up, and you know he's rugged because his truck is dirty, and he's wearing work boots. Yes. And that's all you see until suddenly it's Bill Pullman. Yep. The president of the United States <laughs> has shown up at the end of this dinner party and or Christmas party. And he's questioning and Lucy, who's eavesdropping. Right. He's not so sure about this whole situation, but she does have Peter's belongings. Yes. So the next day she can go over and check on what she like. This she, was so awkward. All of this was awkward. So she's got that box and the groceries that he had in his hand included some cat food. She's a cat owner. Oh, my mm -hmm. goodness. We got to get over. I ain't take care of this cat. We get into Peter's apartment. Why does this enema bulb have so many fucking pictures of himself in his wallet? Yeah. In his apartment. <laughs> did you just call him an enema bulb? I sure did. My God. It's, an enema bulb is filled with shit water and it just makes you keep shitting afterwards. So it's mwah, a perfect metaphor. There, Because there's that. a whole bunch of bullshit here that I don't understand. Yeah. And we're outside their house. Again, I, we said this movie starts with that dude eating it on the ice. This paper boy eats it on his fucking bike as they transition into scenes. And you were telling me that that guy actually got injured. Yeah. The paper boy on his bike, he fell off and I think he, bro he broke something. I think it was his wrist, his wrist or, or, or something. something, but he insisted on them keeping that in on that tape. It's, a, it's one of the funniest things in the movie because nothing else is reaching the heights of the hilarity of people busting their asses in between scenes. Yeah. Some of the actors almost do it two or three times. <laughs> the script is just slapstickier than, than the directing is. By a mile. Can we talk about Elsie talking about marijuana? Okay. 
for Catholics, they're really chatty in church. All yes. of the Catholic masses I have been to, you get shushed. You, you can't. You, get you have to be silent. Like a son they, of a. They are ooh. just talking out loud. And that's why I wasn't sure until they mentioned the Pope at the end. I was like, are these? Is this Episcopal? Because nobody's nobody's getting on to them. You'd think if Peter were getting married, he would have announced it in the Tribune. We read the Sun Times. Amen. Amen. So why did she sneak out this morning? She has a job. I like mass better in Latin. It's nicer when you don't know what they're saying. She's an old hat Catholic. She's got her own blood of Christ in her purse. <laughs> and then Grandma Elsie's got the tea on the lector. You're disrupting the mass. Who made you the Pope? Hux, how did Joe Kelly get to be a lector? He takes marijuana. Elsie is my favorite character in this movie. She's hilarious in these non sequiturs. See, that's the thing. No one else is on her level. Not at all. This could almost be a National Lampoon movie. And maybe that's what they were afraid of. They didn't want it to be too goofy. They were leaning more on the ROM than the com. I get. Well, I mean, it's because balanced again, this is, I think, yeah, I think this was aimed t- solely at the people that saw You've Got Mail yes. and wanted that sort of hijinks, which I was guess. not much. Yeah. I recently rewatched that. Oh, yes. It doesn't hold up. I can't imagine. I can't imagine that it does. I mean, but like, you know, it does have the social commentary about Amazon taking over uh, bookstores and whatever, which is fun. Except then the commentary was about Borders doing that. Exactly. And now. Anyway, Bill Pullman has a right to be suspicious, of course, but he's being a real dick about it. Yes. (laughs) So fucking intense about her potentially not knowing and um grandma elsie's like well she can prove it right and she goes off she remembers this story that the lawyer bro told her about a month ago there was an accident and he was playing basketball and his friend had a pencil in his back pocket ew maybe um But somebody's got to look. Don't look at me. No. Yeah, maybe uh, it's, it's not my... Uh, uh, okay, I'm his mother. Oh, mom, ew. And so rather than just looking... Rather than just lifting it up and being like... She oh, starts there's... feeling around out there. No, ma'am, no, ma'am. You don't get to do that. The street life is funnier than the directing is that's it's that's the so... only the only answer for this yeah and then you know they're they're going on about another running joke it's a very muppet-esque joke with this whole family going off on their various and different conversations at the same time sure and somehow we get to argentina because they're talking about <laughs> the potential um uh they're talking about ashley Bar- bacon yeah and ashley is she bacon. in portugal oh i love portugal but you know, I also love Argentina. Argentina's got great beef, beef and Nazis. And here we are again. We're talking about Nazis on this podcast. Alan Ladd wasn't tall. Marshall Dillon was six foot five. Mm. Well, we all know who Lucy's type is. Mm. These mashed potatoes are so creamy. You like brunettes? I could never make a good pot roast. You need good beef. Argentina has great beef. Beef and Nazis. <laughs> John Wayne was tall. Dustin Hoffman was 5'6". Would you want to see Dustin Hoffman save the Alamo? His mashed potatoes are so crazy. So this point where you said, we've still got about an hour. I wonder if we'll get boobs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, stay tuned, listener, to find out. 
if this uh, completes the bifecta, as it were. My God. Jack starts buying into it because, you know, Lucy's in the apartment. She's feeding the cat, as mentioned before. Yeah. Can you imagine how much cocaine has been on the countertops where that cat's butthole ends up? Holy shit, this apartment is. That's why that cat's eyes are so big. Because it just sucks up little bits of cocaine off of every countertop. Peter went in there and was like, you know what? I want all of my furniture to be the color of my eyebrows. That's what they styled his apartment after. It's well, it's that weird. It's weird for the nineties, but not weird for the eighties. It's all that black and white and gold. I guess maybe Um, that was still like looked at as ritzy at the time. I don't know. No, But again, I think that's the joke. I think the point is, is that Peter's actually an anima bulb. Yeah. This is the evidence. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we used to have this plaster bus that clearly was from like a Dillard's in the eighties um, <laughs> that my aunt gave to me because she didn't want the guilt of having to throw away her boyfriend's statue. It's a whole thing. Rest in peace, Duncan. Rest in peace, are. Duncan, wherever you are, but it would have fit right in this apartment. Oh, Duncan ab- and his, absolutely. and his absentee girlfriend. Cause there used to be a woman as a part of the pair. We don't know what happened to her. But he's also a man child with a bunch of ice cream in his fridge, too. Like, so that much was Baskin Rob. Baskin Robbins and Dunkin' Donuts, I feel like, paid some money to they be featured did. in they this movie. absolutely did. Um, because I finished it wanting donuts and ice cream and couldn't figure out why. <laughs> and now I'm remembering why. This is why. What, what was with Jack trying to offload this couch onto her? What? No, it's, he's not trying to offload it. Like Ox is giving it to them as an engagement present. Oh, the, the family okay. business, the one that Jack is supposed to inherit, yeah, is basically consignment furniture people. They go to um, estate sales, buy up a bunch of furniture, and then yeah, re- they're always checking the obituaries yes. to go see who their next target is. Effectively, <laughs> client, next client, come on, client team. <laughs> compassion under capitalism lucy insists we they again take it back to jack's apartment right they have trouble getting it in and then if 90s tampons commercials are to be believed that plant pot is full of menstrual fluid oh that goes all over the white carpet it was blue if you it had awful. A, a, a tampax with wings just put that right on it right that's solved. what that's what those commercials taught but me they put that couch right over the top of that right scene. over the top and it they doesn't don't even clean it up no. they just put the couch over the just top covered of it. it why i mean why not so we're getting all this kind of like goofery between them and again maybe two days have passed whoa <laughs> wow do not take me with you no it's all right you got it okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The the magic moment, right? When they're slipping on the ice. Yeah. And the first moment, it looks like he just takes a bite out of her boob. Like the first slip. Oh, yeah. He goes right into her cleavage. And it's like 10. I thought that they had kissed. I was like, because I turned to Josh. I was like, wait, did they just kiss? Well, And that's it's this scene is five minutes of did they just kiss? Did they just kiss? And I think that's why that scene is there. But beat me in the head with it. please. And that's truly what they do. And then the sister, what was her name? Mary, who was doing her makeup over her comatose brother earlier, comes to visit Lucy at work and lets these girls in on a freebie. Yeah. And then her nosy little friend, Beth, takes a joke about being pregnant as gospel. And the next time Lucy sees the family, everybody's like, oh, shit, she's preggers. Yeah. And it was just such a like, I- I'm sorry. Like, you don't you don't do that. Also, Lucy should stop making jokes about fucking Peter because it keeps ruining her life. Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> I-, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's that's the moral of the story with this movie is don't say things that you don't mean. Yeah, because then they get to the party. 
that is with her booth companion, who is also the boss's daughter and her best work friend. I feel like we're missing some scenes between them. Yeah. Why did you bring Jack? I didn't bring Jack. He followed me here. So Jack's the fiance. No, Peter. Peter doesn't even know you exist. I know. So Jack is Peter. Yeah. Lucy. Yeah. They have doctors for this kind of thing. Uh, that spike. Thank God. You shouldn't have any. Why not? Because it's not good for the baby. So there's this old comedy trope too, but everything is so grounded that it seems almost like a betrayal than no, anything. Yeah, that, and then suddenly they're they've left the party, and it's like again, it it's kind of haphazard in terms of the because, pacing. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because they spend so much time here trying to convince you that these two people are actually falling in love. Yeah. While you forget that You've it's already, only 36 honestly, hours have passed. There was that walk that they had on the bridge um, where they were talking with each other and getting to know each other. That's all we needed. We didn't need all this other. No, because you know what took me out of that scene specifically? The two people dry humping in a Chicago winter. Oh, that's right. They're in the back of that entire Stop yes, they are on top of each other. And all I'm thinking is I've been in Chicago in the winter, not a Christmas. Yeah. But at what was once called the coldest Chicago winter in recent memory. Oh, geez. And I didn't want to be outside doing anything at all. Yeah. Much less dry humping somebody on a bridge over the water. Yeah. Between Christmas and New Year's. It's just it's too cold. It is too cold. But it's all, and again, again, there's just, Warm there feels like there's so... over an open mouth fire. <laughs> Jesus. It's this movie is definitely, it's, it just feels like they've tried to put in too much fluff and, and, and it, there's, there's too much in it. We didn't need this pregnant subplot. We didn't need all these other things that were happening yeah. in order to understand it truly. No. And the way that they get, you know, to the, uh, the way that they get Lucy to her lowest point is is by effectively uh, just alienating herself from everybody. And, yeah. And it just, I don't know, it didn't really feel like I was like, oh, this is dumb. It really in the middle of it. I was just like, OK, this I see I see what's happening. I see that they're falling in love and that, uh, you know, eventually something's going to have to happen with Peter and that she throws it off on Saul for some reason to right. tell him. And then Saul doesn't do it. Well, it's Saul like offers. This, well, then, and we're not even there yet. Peter hasn't even woken up. When is Peter going to wake up? Because this is too much is happening. Well, good news. Oh my God. Does Peter wake up after new year's Eve? Peter wakes up. <laughs> he does not know Lucy. So it is assumed that he must have amnesia. She and Peter spend time together and Saul persuades Peter to propose to her quote again. She accepts, even though she is in love with Jack. When Jack visits her the day before the wedding, she gives him a chance to change her mind, asking him if he can give her a reason not to marry Peter. He replies that he cannot, leaving her disappointed. Okay, so the first time we see the boss's office yeah. is when Lucy's giving her a wedding, him a wedding invitation for the next day. Yeah. Because again, all of this is happening so fast. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. The wake up shot is awkward. The wake up shot is awkward. All like, of those people staring down the barrel of the camera, giving a concerned smile. I, I felt I judged. What, I get that what they were trying to do with the camera and like it was his eyes following everybody and that the camera is panning across everybody. It passes Lucy and then it and then it swoops back to Lucy. It's like a cartoon shot. They've never done that in any other part of this movie. No, nope. it takes me right out of it when yep. you don't have a consistent style. Like it would be one thing if 
they were breaking the fourth wall all the time. Like, yes, there's a narrator every now and then Sandy pops in with a line yeah. for Lucy. You know, this is what's happening, but it's so loose as a structure. It, it really, really is. And it's hard to maintain that structure when this family is just so aggressively cutting her off all the time. Yeah. Like they're so willing to fill in a fiction. We only get the family was kind of disjointed in dialogue. You wouldn't know it from what you're getting. And then she keeps trying to talk her way out of it. Saul's a coward. She's a coward. Now, here's my question. He wakes up. He doesn't know who Lucy is. Right. And they just assume that it's amnesia. Without even, I think, the doctor in the room. Like, my God. He's got amnesia. Lacuna amnesia is a condition in which memory loss is localized and patchy, limited to isolated events. But the weird, the, the, the thing is, not nary a a psychologist or therapist is brought in to verify this information, even though he's been in this hospital by himself. He doesn't reference days. the woman he was dating. Right. Yeah. What happened to Ashley? I mean, get it that he proposed to her and she said no and then fucked off to Portugal. Right. But like, again, I don't believe it. What are these doctors doing? You're painting this picture that these doctors and nurses are inept at their jobs. Well, I mean, Wanda kind of is. Yeah. Oh, wait, she's a busybody of nothing else. But this is the point where I realized Ox's eyebrows kind of look like mine. And then I realized I've got uh, Peter Boyle little, eyebrows little coming points. in. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to keep. I mean, that, clearly that's why they cast. I feel like some casting director was like, well, we've got to get Peter Boyle and Peter Gallagher playing father and son because yeah. look at the eyes the eyebrows look at the match. eyebrows they're gonna grip you um i i Just guess crashing into each other truly um and there's the we there's the kind of furniture subplot really rosily tied up yeah as um ox is going over the obits and jack wants to build his own furniture yada yada i, I couldn't pay attention because the, i it was a giant fucking dunkin donuts logo in the middle of the shot the entire time the entire time and also why did we need this we didn't need to we, we really did we didn't need this whole subplot it's one referential moment to one referential moment and a separate subplot and it's like i i don't if this were a tv show okay sure let's flesh out some characters but we didn't really need to do that like we didn't yeah. really need to like it, it it in no way affects anything else he could have still worked for his dad at the end of this movie and it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have changed anything not a thing not Nothing. a single ding dang thing thing Ramalama ding dong. Yeah. And then Saul finally takes it upon himself to be the one as an outsider to have this conversation with Peter. Mm -hmm. And it's like the weirdest and so very cowardly way to get this situation resolved. Why not just tell him the truth or ask if he was singing anyone else? Why hasn't Peter brought that up more often? Like all of this other shit, like he remembers his locker combination and everything. Yeah. But he can't explain this one person and nobody thinks, oh, it's because this isn't real. Like they are all so bought into the fiction. Yeah. Again, we've got another scene where again, we're, we're, we're trying to get these characters to their lowest point. And when it's not really necessary no. for, for this film, we don't need to dislike Peter for them to, for us to accept Jack and Lucy. And yet we're told that Peter knocked the squirrels that he saved out of the tree before he saved them. Now look, I've never been it. faithful to a woman. I'm going to leave. Remember the squirrels? Don't, even say it. First, I knocked them out of their nest with a rock. 
Peter. Then I saved him. Yeah. Did you say any of this to Lucy? That was in the past. I'm making a clean start with Lucy. She is. She is. She. That's... And, it, and again, it's it, it's stuff that we didn't need. The scene between Lucy and and Jack, where effectively she puts him in the friend zone. The friend zone isn't a real thing, A. So let's just nip that in the bud right now. And then B, all of this is happening in the space of a week. So I think everyone needs to calm the fuck down a little bit. It's yes. not even friend zone. Yes. They just met. They just it's met. not even friend zone. No, they they're, they're, just met. It's acquaintance zone. It's acquaintance zone. <laughs> so Saul and, and Peter start having this heart to heart moment because Saul has started talking to Peter yeah, about, but again, it's about still Lucy. Like, He's still not telling him the truth. He's like, you know what? Uh, get to know her and maybe you'll uh, figure it out. I, I've known you your entire life. I, I saw when you got hair on your schmeckle. Peter, I've known you since you were born. I've been to every major event in your life from Cub Scouts to, well, to the day you discovered hair on your schmeckle. Why did you start doing a Southern accent when we literally just talked about him being Jewish? I know. I know. <laughs> But yeah, and I guess we should have figured out he was Jewish, but it wasn't really until he started saying schmeckle and putz. I, I just it. thought he was a New Yorker. Like, that's stereotypes. Truly. And so finally, Ashley Breakfast Bacon comes in to yell at Peter because he's suddenly engaged. And she's like, no, 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 you proposed to me. May I remind you that you proposed to me? You said no. We broke up. No, no. I was confused. We stepped back. You moved to Portugal. Yes, well, well, I, I didn't think you were going to run out and marry the first bimbo that you came across. Lucy's not a bimbo. Lucy? Lucy who? I don't remember. Liar. But this actress is there. Yes. Everyone else needs to be where she is. Mm -hmm. Because, like, there's nothing else in this movie warrants her reaction to Peter with the nose and the boobies. Yeah. I want my stuff back. Fine. Then I want my stuff back. What stuff? Your nose. You can't take my nose back. I paid for it. Well, then here, you paid for these, too. Keep them. I'm a changed man, Ashley. Go ahead. Go ahead and marry her, you one bald bastard. Because they're not at her level. And yeah. this is where we get the boobs to complete our bifecta of Nazi yes, boobs. Yes, yes, because yes, yes. Peter bought the nose and he bought the boobs and she jiggles them at him. It, Godspeed, mm -hmm. ma'am, wherever you are. And there's that other pervy guy that's in the uh, next bed. I mean, is he pervy or is he just nosy? I would say nosy. Right? Like he's yeah. just, there's literally a soap opera happening right next to him. For better or worse, I, I felt seen. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know my ass eavesdrops like that. Oh, for sure. Okay, shall we round this out? We shall. On the day of the wedding, just as a priest begins the ceremony, Lucy finally confesses everything and tells the family she loves Jack rather than Peter. At this point, Peter's real fiance Ashley, who happens to be married herself, arrives and also demands that the wedding be stopped. As the family argues, Lucy slips out unnoticed, unsure of her future. Sometime later, while Lucy is at work, Jack places an engagement ring in the token tray of her booth. She lets him in the booth after he pays his fare, and with the entire Callahan family watching, he proposes to her. In the last scenes of the film, they kiss, then leave on a CTA train for their honeymoon. She narrates that he fulfilled her dream of going to Florence, Italy, getting a stamp in her passport, and explains that when Peter asked when she fell in love with Jack, she replied, 
It was while you were sleeping. Wait, that's the name of the movie. That is the name of the movie. Oh my God. And at least have Lucy talking to Peter. Oh yeah. And him asking, like that should have been a scene that we saw, not just her tagging it on. It should have been part of a wedding. The wedding in and of itself was. Who gets married in a hospital chapel? Who gets married in a hospital chapel? Because especially. hospital chapels are that big? That. But also, people are dying in this hospital that's, probably that's somewhere. That's why those chapels are there. That's why they're there. They're there for for people to be closer with whatever god it is that they're worshiping. Wait. And, and, you know, in this case, Christianity. Yeah, it, it's just. And then Ox says. What the hell is going on? And I couldn't agree with them more. I, I couldn't. Peter either. Boyle is a treasure. Yeah. It, and like, she was never engaged to Peter, sure. Mm-hmm. But she did save his life. So like, there's. There's an element of back and forth here. But again, I don't know that the comedy is heightened enough to counterbalance the severity of the situation. No. To really ground the romance between Lucy and Jack. That again, has only happened over the course of a week. Yeah, it it's just weird. This family shouldn't be forgiving her. I didn't want to tell you the truth because um, truth was that I fell in love with you. You fell in love with me? No, no, yes, all of you. I went from being all alone to being a fiance, a daughter, a granddaughter, sister, and a friend. I might have saved your life on the tracks that day. No. Lying. No. I honestly think that this family should have been like, wait, what the fuck? Well, there were plenty of times when you could have stopped and said something. Well, but again, something. they get distracted because yeah. Ashley Brokeback Bacon shows up Ashley with, Bro- and she and she is married. Yes, to some and Grandma Elsie's just taking pictures of the whole thing. Elsie's her own movie, like she is in a whole other place God than what these other people are doing. Jones. The fact that he proposes before we ever see the two of them say "I love you" is wacky. I need to ask you a question. Get down on your knee. It's more romantic. Proposing? Let him do it. I am letting him do it. Can I come in there, please? I can't. Not without a token. Yeah, it's just But it hasn't weird. been shown to us this wackle. Yeah. It's goofy. I like I don't dislike it. Everybody's doing fine. God loves Sandy Bullock and Bill Pullman. Yeah. Like this is great. Peter Boyle, Glenn Sch- I'm and again I, I don't had to have liked this in my youth. We are being critical about this. I didn't dislike this movie. No, it was there were, fine. There were definitely par- parts of this movie where I was like, "Hey, this is dragging along a little bit. Let's let's But get also this, this back is up. the job, Clancy. We got to be entertaining for uh, people." Obviously. But Otherwise, they just go to NPR and hear the "Morning, you were sleeping with Andrew Bullock's star turn with me. That's not what they're here yeah, for. Yeah, no. They're, they're here for us bitchy queens. They they definitely, definitely are. It, it's just a little long in the tooth, I think, is is where I'm at with it. Yeah, truly. It did do well. Uh, so the budget was $17 million, uh, and it made 182 It did well. So it Critics made loved all it. of its money back. Yeah. 81%. Mm-hmm. Peter Stack from the SF Chronicle said a lighthearted, charming nougat for romantics. Sure. Yeah. Three out of four. Uh, Hal Hinson. Yeah. Hal yeah. Hinson. Yeah. For the Washington Post said it was a sappy, negligible, and thoroughly innocuous romantic comedy vehicle for Sandra Bullock. I'm not thoroughly. I wouldn't say thoroughly innocuous. No. 
it's I, a little that's a it, little rough i got la- like i laughed mm-hmm. i just mm. oh and mark savlov from the austin chronicle romantic sweet without being cloying and light on its feet sure it just needed it needed more they needed to embrace the comedy of it more they me. did and they and they needed to cut out a lot of the, this nonsense subplots yeah. that just sort of brought everything down yeah give us more of the callahan's before this moment a little bit i think maybe yeah i mean it, it, at least at least open up the movie a little Move bit with the inciting that. incident for a little bit further in yeah that was actually one of the notes that i had early on was just like oh we have an inciting incident almost like immediately right yeah generally it's at the 10 minute mark when you're supposed to have that yeah. in, in normal st- storytelling i'm pretty sure this happened at eight minutes they had two minutes they could have spent at least flushing a little bit of that out well, we didn't need any of the shit with her dad. Real? No, not at all. Not because real. because again, that can be that can be told later. We got it when later we get in, in dialogue. Yeah, exactly. So it unnecessary. Unnecessary. They spent their time in incorrectly. As yeah. far as I was heard. Uh, Viewers, seventy nine percent. Sure, same. Yeah. Smith T uh, gave it four stars. A romance that sticks. A romance that stays. A beautifully made movie. Okay, yeah, it's, I mean, it's enjoyable if this is your thing. Yeah, Pamela T in 2013 said, uh, gave it two stars and said that the fact that this is a happy ending worried me. I mean, hell, she pretended to be uh, a coma with a dude with brushy eyebrows fiance for how damn long and then was all like, oh, I want to do his brother and I think not, damn it. Don't worry, Pamela. Again, it was all <laughs> o- only over a couple of days. I mean, but like, yeah. All right. Naomi be enjoying it. Uh, she said fun and sweet. Enjoyed it. Especially the part about the squirrels. You mean the part about where he attacked the squirrels and then saved them? Naomi. Naomi. I, po- I pulled this before we watched the movie. Ugh. This is much more insidious. Naomi. Yep. It really is. Ugh. Sandy was nominated for a golden globe. Yeah. She was this one in mm-hmm. uh 95 for comedy or musical motion picture. Yeah. In terms of trivia. Both Demi Moore and Julia Roberts were offered the role of Lucy, but turned it down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I mean, maybe Julia Roberts. I see like, cause it kind of does have that. My best friend's wedding kind of vibe to it a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't, could you see Demi Moore or Julia Roberts in that role? I, I could see Julia Roberts in it, but it would be, the comedy would be amped up more. It, it definitely would be because even that's what I'm saying. Like if, my best friend's wedding is similar, similarly ridiculous, but yeah. the performances are that well, much more Julia heightened. Roberts doesn't really play I'm meek. I'm repeating myself at this Ju- point. Julia Roberts doesn't play meek characters. Like, no, no. And like Sandra Bullock plays meek characters a little bit better. She and does. I feel she like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the screenplay was originally titled Coma Guy. Yeah, this is what you were saying <laughs> at the, up at the top. Um, yeah, and they uh, they changed the title shortly after being acquired by Caravan Pictures. Yeah. And then, yeah, they decided to keep the paper boy breaking his wrist, breaking his wrist. Yes. That was the last thing. Um, Well, I mean, final thoughts. Again, didn't hate it. It's just goofy on premise and kind of creepy. Yeah, it it is. uh, It's fun. It's fun. And for a holiday movie, different for a holiday movie. It is. It's not one you generally consider a holiday movie. But again, it runs the week between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. And that's when this episode is dropping. You're welcome. We're on feet. Yep, we we are doing the most out here. Uh, yeah, it, I I don't know if I'll watch this again anytime soon. But I don't think no. like if if this was if somebody put this on at a Christmas party, I'd be like, oh yeah, I've seen this movie. Yeah. There's some fun stuff with like Ew. balls and testicles later. So just yeah. wait for that. Who 
doesn't love a little testicle? Some Argentine beef, Nazis, a woman <laughs> grabbing the boobs she paid for, and a running ball gag. And throwing rocks at squirrels. Are you just going to let that one go right by? The running ball gag? The running ball gag? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you see, it takes me a second. Some, sometimes I'm like, Bless your I'm, precious I'm heart. Ugh. Well, I mean, that's that's really all, all we got for this one. Yeah. Um, if you want more of our wacky madcap fun, like we said, this is our last episode of the year. Happy yep. New Year, everyone. But if you want some more content from us and you haven't done so yet, you can head over to patreon.com slash making mischief. Uh, we've got some mini episodes over there. All of our stuff is audio, but yeah. you can get content from all over the Mischief Media Network, uh, videos, artwork, all sorts of other stuff up there. Um, there's a discord channel that you can get access to, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But you could yeah. also reach out to us on social media. Where can they find us? Clancy. Um, they can find us at, uh, non pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. Uh, and, and Facebook also Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to send us a note, submissions at nonpluspod.com, suggest something for us to watch in the new year. Yeah. Um, we're taking, uh, suggestions. We're going to try to plan well in advance. So uh, if there's something you want us to goof around about, Now's the time. Glad to say, make sure uh, you're following us where you can. Rate, review, subscribe. Yes, please. Um, you know, give us that little bump. Share us with your friends. Uh, and honestly, truly, we hope your holidays are happy and that you have a happy new year. And until then, that over there is my husband, Clancy. Over there is my husband, Josh. And we have been for all of 2021 non-plus so non-plus so non-plus non-plus is to a, a week i got a week a week yeah I, this this soccer this movie lady. is i am non-plussed about this movie truly this family this overbearing family the only person that i wasn't non Grim, god bless you grandma elsie i love grandma elsie all right bye, bye. It's acquaintance zone. <laughs> oh, my with the, God. With the clackle boys. Yeah. The acquaintance zone. It makes me sad when you don't laugh. <laughs> what, what? I didn't get it. Never mind. Okay. Remember, get an extra 20% off your $50 subscription to Knowable with code nonplussed and enjoy hundreds of hours of educational content ad free. Just download the Knowable app and use the code nonplussed for 20% off your subscription. Again, download the Knowable app and use code nonplussed when subscribing for 20% off. Knowable, comprehensive podcast style audio courses for the curious mind. And for cutie patooties like you. Oh.